Thank you very much, Plebo. And thank you, uh, both of them, for uh, giving us a very good um, image of what's going on with the U.S. and the EU um, agricultural uh, policy. So right now we're going to um, uh, call Jesus Sorrija, um, and also Joe Glover will be afterwards. There will be the discussions, which hopefully will challenge a little bit um, both of the speakers that we had and will help us in also understanding a little bit more or in depth uh, what's going on these days and hopefully will help us also come up with um, new questions uh, for them after the uh, discussion. So, uh, Jesus Sorrija is Minister Counselor for Agriculture in the European Union Delegation to the United States here in Washington, D.C. He assumed this post in September 2016. From 2010 to the 16, he worked in the Markets Directorate, leading the Wine, Olive Oil, and Fruits and Vegetable Division in the General Directorate of Agricultural in Brussels. Mr. Sorrija uh, joined the EU Commission in 1990 and worked during 15 years in international issues related to agricultural, including five years as EU delegate in the World Trade Organization in Geneva. He also participated in the free trade agreement negotiations with Colombia, Peru, Mexico, and Mercosur. Before moving to Brussels, Mr. Sorrija worked in the Andalusian uh, administration for three years on regional planning. He graduated as an agricultural engineer from the University of Madrid in Spain. Thank you, uh, Valeria. I have prepared uh, a short story on how farming differs or not between the European Union and the US. Imagine a US farmer looking through the window of the airplane before landing in, say, Hamburg. He would see small tiny plots of land. The farms would also look very small. Already in the car of his German friend, he sees wheat, barley, wheat, barley, and he would ask, don't you plant soybeans? Where is corn? Peanuts, what do European children take for, chi for breakfast? He would, he would find that the cattle barns are small. He would be surprised to see a lot of sheep in his trip to England, and surprised when in France to see wine yards everywhere. A lot of wine drinking in Europe, he would say. He would be surprised to see no cotton in warmer climates like Spain or Italy. And he would be also shocked on the number of olive trees in those countries. His German friend, when in the Midwest of the US, he would be surprised by not recognizing the fields with soybeans, with cotton, or with peanuts. He would be shocked by the size of the farms and by the size of the machinery. He would learn that there are corn varieties grown by the US farmers not available for cultivation in the European Union. The German farmer would also be surprised by the use and knowledge of corn or soybean futures by his American friend. In fact, our agricultures are quite complementary. We produce and export different products, allow me 
uh, simplification. While the EU imports products which are hardly produced in Europe, like soybeans and almonds, the US imports from Europe products where domestic supply is insufficient, like wine and olive oil. Again, allow me simplification. A bit. Uh, but there is something hampering the further development of our trade, and it is our different approach to food safety and plant health, a converg convergence and a closer cooperation in this area would be good. Let me come back to farmers who would learn that they are both supported by their administrations. They would find out that the support per acre is quite higher in Europe, but the support per farm is quite higher in the US. The US farmer would learn that the German receives a payment per hectare no matter what he plants or no matter the price. He would ask, so you don't get an adjustment if prices are high? But he also learned that an increasing part of those payments are subject to environmentally friendly practices. The German would be surprised that the US payments were linked to price and consequently that no payments in years with high prices. The German, he would also be surprised and probably jealous to learn that the farmers insure most of the crop on productions in the US with the subsidy of the prime. Let me finish this simplified story by pointing out common concerns of the German and the Midwest farmer. They will be concerned of, on the future of their farms. Who is going to take over? On their access to services and infrastructures. On the volatility of farm prices. They would be both concerned on how support to farmers is questioned in both territories and on the incertitudes linked to every new farm bill. Both regret red tape. A lot of things in common after all. Thank you for your attention. And some of the things that I have said are in a brochure that you will find outside. <laughs>